Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Lady G. I'm your host. We're going to talk until we find your spot, shall we? I'd like to thank all my listeners, and I definitely want to shout out to everyone that's listening from all over the world. There's so many countries where people are listening, and my thousands of listeners, and I just want to let you know you're appreciated. I hear you, and I'm so glad that you're listening to me. All right. So, let me start it off by saying, keep in mind, we are a PG-13 grown folk talk show. Calls, emails, we encourage it. If you want to go into our chat room, you know, you've got questions, we'll answer them during the show, not a problem. If you want a special shout-out, just let me know. I'll take good care of you. And just kind of want to you know, get you more engaged and let you know that uh, we hear what your questions are, what you're saying to us. We're going to speak on it, and we'll take it from there. Now, a little bit about me. I'm a published author, poet, and a speaker. My first book is a simple how-to guide called The Art of Sucking, A Guide to Giving Great Head. Now, I actually wrote this for women who want to know how to please themselves by pleasing their man. So if you're interested all you have to do is uh, send an email to True Sex Talk. That's T R U S E X T A L K at gmail.com. And no worries, we'll get you taken care of and get you your copy of The Art of Sucking A Guide to Giving Great Head. It's an easy read with simple. Very simple instructions on what to do, what not to do, and how to do both and make him like it. All right, gentlemen, if you're interested, order it for you, lady. You accept your number one complaint, and I must say that's what I'm hearing through my many shows is that that's what uh, men are getting the least of. So simple things, but important. All right. Now, I'm also writing another book, and we're going to read some excerpts out of that, which I think uh, you will be not only surprised, but extremely delighted by some of the things that you will learn. You'll hear me talk about my holisms. You know, just keep in mind that my philosophy is very simple. Whether you do you, him, or her, 
do it well, but do it. All right. Tonight we're going to talk about deception. But the type of deception we're talking about, folks, happens all the time. And since this is a sports network and we have, you know, the uh, NBA finals going on, I really kind of want to kind of hit on some areas that, number one, there are some of these items I know of personally. I've not only experienced and heard from the horse's mouth, you might say, but I've also seen photographs over a different time periods. So let's talk about the deception of athletes who are heterosexual, but they've been deceived by someone who is transsexual or even transgender. And before you go, uh uh, no, 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 let me just say this. Everybody has flipped through the channels and seen Maury Provich, where he has the show, Is It a He or Is It a She? And let me just say that literally 80% of the time, the audience gets it wrong. And I want to say that there are some beautiful, beautiful men out there masquerading as women. And I do say masquerading, and I'm going to tell you why. First of all, I have no, it doesn't bother me. If you want to dress like a woman, you want to be a woman, that's totally your choice. Whatever you choose to do is up to you. What I have a problem with is the deception because you have to at least, at the very least, give respect and honesty to the person that you're pursuing in an intimate setting. And by that, I'm saying he doesn't know. He's thinking you are 100% woman, and you come off that way, you sound that way, you look that way, you are drop-dead gorgeous. You probably have the most beautiful breast that a doctor ever implanted into a body. The problem is, is that you didn't finish with the lower half. And so there's a lot of tucking. And I'm going to give you an example. In 19, I think this was 1986, 87, a person that I knew personally and had actually had a serious relationship at one point in time, um, trusted me and we were really good friends. You know, we talked occasionally. You know, it was not a big issue. And this particular person who was an NBA basketball player, They happened to be in, I want to say, somewhere in California. I'm not positive exactly where it was, but they were in California. And he, with several of the guys, they were all together. And there were some really, really beautiful women, stunning women. 
and met one of them. They talked back and forth, you know, bantered. It was great, okay. They're going to hook up. It's a done deal. And it turns out that one of his teammates rushes to the elevator and says, man, I need to talk to you. I need to talk to you, you know, right now. And he's like, uh, we'll talk about it later. You know, I'm, I'm a little busy right now. His teammate said, I need to talk to you now. I need to talk to you right now. So he realizes he can hear some urgency in his teammate's voice, and he excuses himself for a moment, says that he'll be right back. And uh, his teammate then uh, says to him, man, she's a he. Now, old boy had been in the elevator. This, all of this was, was had all transpired between the bar and his room in the hotel, and the bar was in the hotel. It was a club, like a little, you know, nightclub thing. And his teammate caught him before he, they went into his hotel room. The boy had been kissing this person the whole bit. And his teammate told him that. He said, oh, girl downstairs told me, point blank, and knew that you didn't know. And he stood there. He said his head dropped to his chest. And he thanked his teammate and he walked back and he looked at this person that he thought was a woman and he said please tell me that you're not a man and this particular person said well what difference does it make you didn't know that I was wasn't a woman and the only thing he said is, you need to run. You need to run now. And, of course, this person took off their high heels and took off running and skedaddled out of there. Now, this NBA player went to the bus the next morning, and all of his teammates on that bus knew what was going on. Every single one of them. And of course, they razzed him about it. They know he didn't go any further, but in his mind, he was devastated, crushed. He totally, totally could not even deal with what had happened in his mind. He couldn't wrap his head around it. He was just, it, it totally destroyed him. And that type of psychological deception can do something to someone so hurtful, so harmful, and it's dangerous, very, very dangerous. But I can tell you that there's not just stories, but, I mean, there are actual pictures that athletes have taken and not even realize that the person they're taking the picture with is a man and not a woman. But she's so beautiful and she sounded so great and she looked so great and she's you know, slamming body, everything's in the right place, sexy as could be, the whole bit. And <clears throat> my my whole point is that's a deception that is just 
I mean, unfathomable. Now, James, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Now, let me ask you, what are your thoughts? You know, uh, we're already getting a lot of uh, uh, chat room reaction to the topic tonight, so I think you touched a definite nerve out there. I think I think my first initial thought is um, wow on this story, uh, and I don't I, I I know you're not going to share the name of that NBA player, although I am know. really really not. <laughs> I am really really not going to do that. I mean. And, and let me just say this. I could very easily, but I'm not. He knows who he is. He knows what he dealt with. And let me just say this. He is so not the only one. And that's in sure, every yeah, sport yeah. you can think of. Every and that's, that's sport gonna, you can think of. That's what I was going to say. I mean, I, I know for a fact that um, I've uh, been around athletes, NBA, NFL, other sports, and, I, and I've seen – you know, of course, it's, it's it's very natural to see women gravitate towards the athletes and want autographs and want to talk to them and give them that number. And, and it's been instances when I had to look and be like, wait a minute, she's pretty tall or she's pretty muscular or that's fake, you know. So I know it definitely happens, and I'm sure it happens more so in a nightclub than in, a, uh, than in an arena. Was a lot of well, let me tell you, there were there were some haters out there that when I used to hit the, the club scene, literally, because I stand five foot ten, and in heels I can be anywhere from six feet to six two, and I've got legs from here to Georgia, so I can tell you that there were some times where the good thing is my breasts were my breasts; they're real. There's no doubt that they are real. But I can tell you that there were some haters out there that, you know, tried to spread some rumors that I was a man. Of course, that actually didn't work when they saw me modeling and I'm wearing a thong. There was nowhere to tuck anything. Where was it going to go? Okay, so, you know, but ironically, there are, they're out there. I mean, they're really, really out there. And, you know, I I have to say that some of them purposely, they're perpetrators, you know. That's literally the only word I can use for them. They're perpetrators. That's really, and, and I get amazed that, I mean, I can tell, and I know, but I look at different things. I see certain things in bone structure, you know, I and I can tell you I've lived all over the world. So, you know, I've been in Hawaii where you could not even tell, you know, at all. There was just no way you could even, even tell that that's not a, a dude. I mean, that's not a chick. It's a dude. You would have never known. Because you can't right. tell. You know, right. you couldn't tell. And you would have sworn, you know, petite, you know, itty-bitty, just beautifully shaped, everything in the right place, hair flowing down to the waist, you know, makeup is impeccable, you know, skin so smooth that literally smooth as a baby's bottom. Okay, so... Is it out there? And, you know, I can have a 
men will say all day long, oh, I could tell, I could tell, I would know. The truth is, is honestly, no, you wouldn't. You wouldn't know unless literally uh, the bottoms came off and you went, whoa. Then you would know the shock in itself. You would know for sure. But I can assure you they're out there. And the thing is, is it's a terrible thing to do to someone. But you also have to stop and say there are women out there saying he deserves what he gets. Yeah. You went out there doing you deserve what you get because you shouldn't be out there playing around on your wife, on your woman, whatever the case is, you know. And, you know, it peace his own. It's however you feel. But I can honestly say that, it's out there. I'm, I'm bringing it out so that you can you can hear it. But there are players out there. You know, let me just say this. And there are men out there who have been in this situation. If you're with someone and you don't know this person and you don't know this person well, and you hit it off in the conversation, she's beautiful. You know, she's letting you know she wants you. All of that. If she is giving you head and then telling you to take her from behind, and I'm talking the back door. I'm not talking doggy style. I'm talking the back door. And this is your first encounter ever? That's a clue. (laughs) It's a clue. It's a clue. Okay? And and you're not you're you didn't hit the lottery, fellas. <laughs> no, you're thinking, Oh man, she's gonna let me just hit it the way I want it. Yeah. No. no. <laughs> you didn't win. <laughs> you didn't win <laughs> okay. That was the wrong door that you picked. Okay? okay. <laughs> uh, Monkey Hall <laughs> would say yeah, we're not making a deal because <laughs> wow. you already picked the wrong door. So okay, so you got you got a couple of uh, people that want to ask questions uh, here in the chat room. Let's do it. What are they? All right, so Chad wants to know what is a acceptable. I think the key in this question is the word acceptable. What is an acceptable reaction uh, to being? Uh, duped into thinking that a uh, woman is really a guy. What, what's an acceptable acceptable reaction? Because, And I understand where he's coming from because I think I know what, what my reaction would be. I don't know if you I would have time up. to say. Well, I, I don't you know if I have time up. to say run. I don't know if I have enough patience <laughs> to say, hey, you need to run. So so what what is a what is an acceptable reaction to someone that really, you know, really is being deceitful and tricky in yeah. one thing when it's something else. Well, here's the thing. The worst thing you could do is do any bodily harm. And, and I'm going to say, and this is one of the reasons that it happens, although they risk being hurt. But for an athlete, that's an immediate lawsuit, period. It's an immediate lawsuit. So for an athlete, whatever it is that they're making, they better 
automatically expect to lose part of it. And the problem with that is they don't want the publicity. They don't want the lawsuit. They don't want it coming out. So, you know, of course, the one thing they want to do is just totally disappear. And let me say this. You should know the difference. And I'm, I'm really, I'm, I got to say, what is an acceptable reaction? You know what? Literally, the only thing you can do is walk away. Walk away and hope that no one you know witnessed anything, no one you know, you know, saw anything or, or knows anything. You need to just walk away from this situation and put your pride in your pocket and just literally walk away. Because if someone is that deceitful to trick you, then they're not just tricking you for the sex. There's more. I think it's, I think it's also going to kind of, I think it's also going to depend on where you are in this. In you know, if you've already like kissed this person or touched this person, I think the reaction is going to be a lot more harsh than. Well, no, if you didn't know, you have to stop for a second and remember, though, you didn't know and you thought you were kissing a woman and then you found out you were kissing a man, I mean, the initial reaction is going to be shock. Now, you can get angry because they deceived you, but the bottom line is you didn't take it any further. And that's why you've got to walk away. You've got to walk away and remove yourself from the equation altogether. That way you don't have to to worry about what's going to happen later. And if I worry about what happens later, I'm talking about going to jail. Because even though you were deceived, you know, some states don't even have such a thing as temporary insanity, Okay. So right. even if, if a lawyer wanted to plead that, it wouldn't matter because some states don't have it, all right? So, and, you know, you're not going to go and look up the statutes for your state before you go out to club. You know, these are things that unless you went to law school and you already know for the state you're in, then you're oblivious to what the, what the, the laws are and what your state is going to offer and what penalties you're going to have to, to deal with. So why even deal with that? Don't, don't deal with, with the anger where you're putting it out on someone else. You know, is what they did wrong? Definitely. It's so, so wrong on so many different levels. There's no doubt about it. But at the same time, it's a lesson learned, total lesson learned. You know, and I know some players that will literally have a woman strip before they go and do anything, before they, go, they, they want to make sure. Yeah, someone's probably been uh, duped. Someone they know was duped. <laughs> someone they know was duped, and they knew, you know, it was. It, it's a real possibility. You know, let me just say this. They, if they're married or in a relationship, they shouldn't be playing around and begin with. But you can't stop what is. Women are throwing 
the JJs have been left and right. They're throwing blowjobs. They're throwing everything they think that he might want or like. It's in his face. You know, he doesn't have to do anything. I mean, literally, I know guys that are professional athletes who, in all honesty, I know some of the women that they've dated and that they've had relationships with, and half of those women said all they do is lay there anyway. And I'm not saying it's the case with all of them, but when you're, I mean, you can be lazy because the truth is, you know, you're the star. You're, you're the superstar to her. You're the superstar. She's in the light with you. She's your girl. You know, you don't have to work that hard. Now, the problem with that is, is that if everything is being given to you on a, on a platinum platter, you need to also keep in mind that it can be taken away just as quickly. Yeah. So, you know, and, and let me also say this, you know, and we, you and I have actually spoken about this as well. You know, one of the things that is going on right now is we're, we're looking at all of these athletes that are gay, okay, and they're coming out. Well, they were always out there. They, I mean, bottom line is, you know, it is what it is. They have their choice. Now, if they live hidden, that's the choice they made. But think about it. You have a man that just came out, a wrestling legend, who came out at 73, 73 years old, and he came out saying, for 50 years, I've hid the fact that I'm gay. And I have had the same partner for 40 years. And he literally is, you know, he is a wrestling legend. And, you know, with the Worldwide uh, Wrestling Federation. So it amazes me. It truly, truly amazes me that we're just now in in 2014, coming in terms with some of it. And ironically, I mean, did you hear what, um, what Rick Perry recently said? Rick, Rick Perry made a statement, which is, it's been all over the news, but his statement was that being gay is like being an alcoholic. So he's saying that he believes that the homosexual gene can be passed down uh, like the alcoholism gene can be passed down. But you choose to be an alcoholic, so you choose to be homosexual or lesbian, you know, whatever, whatever the case is. The fact that he even said that, you know, is ridiculous, but... More importantly, people don't really understand. They don't know. They don't understand. And I can honestly say, I mean, I'm not, that's not my lifestyle, and it's not something that, you know, that I can, can say that I fully understand. But you know what? People should do what makes them happy as long as they're not hurting someone else. 
And that's where the deception thing is. Now, you know, there are athletes that are out there that are gay. You know, Jason Collins, you know, he's out, okay? I mean, you've got uh, Orlando Cruz, who is a professional featherweight boxer. You know, he's from Puerto Rico. You know, he's out. You've got all of these different, you know, literally there there are female, there are males. It doesn't even matter what nationality they are, what race they are. It doesn't make any difference. You know, Kwame Harris. You know, all of these different athletes, they're still, they play their game. They do what they're supposed to do, you know. And you had, you and I were speaking about this, you know, John Amici, okay, he played at Penn State, spent five seasons in the NBA with Orlando, you know. Um, I think that, and, and here's the thing that, I, you know, people say things when they get mad. They say hurtful things, all right. Women have been called bitches and cunts for years. But how ironic is it that you let somebody let a racial slur come out, you know, they lose, they lose everything, right? They lose it all. They lose everything. You let someone do, um, we'll say, um, whether, whether it's, you know, calling calling someone uh, gay or, or a faggot or, you know, whatever the, the, the slur is. But yet women, I mean, we've gotten to the point now where we say, thank you. You know, am I a bitch? Damn skippy. Yes, I am. And I've earned that right. You know, but now it's what's politically correct and who's politically correct. So I think with with a lot of, of what we're dealing with and what what's going on in the world today, you know, my, my key thing, as I said, is the deception. You know, deceiving someone, pretending that you're you're straight. And and again, one of the other things that, that we're talking about is, as well is, you know, these players who, this is their sexual preference. It's their preference. It's their lives. You know, the main thing, again, is not hurting someone. So we're going to take a break. We're coming back. We're going to have some, some excerpts read. And... Um, then um want want you to keep in mind you're listening to True Sex Talk with Lady Jean. I'm Lady Jean. And again, we're going to talk until we find your spot. So please stay tuned. We're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back. Calling all sports fans. There's only one place to go to get all your sports news 
information, radio shows, sports talk, anything that you want to do, that's RFSN, the Real Fan Sports Network. Log on to realfansportsnetwork.com to hear shows from across the country. And, of course, make sure you can hear this show on the Real Fan Sports Network. Go to TuneIn Radio on the TuneIn Radio app and search for RFSN to get sports talk 24-7 from a fan's perspective. That's the Real Fan Sports Network, realfansportsnetwork.com. All right, we are back, and we're talking about deception, we're talking about, uh, you know, players who have been duped, we're talking about um, people who have come out and recently or in the past, or played their whole careers, you know, hidden. Again, you know, someone's preference is just that. It is their preference. But I will say this, and we were speaking about it earlier. You know, can, can if, and if any of our listeners knows of anyone, please make sure that you let us know. Because I'm not sure if I've seen any major... Uh, sports figure that has come out, you know, has their picture been on a Wheaties box? You know, are are they, you know, representing a big name, um, you know, company? Or, you know, I'm I'm just trying to see, you know, endorsement-wise, you know, maybe I'm missing something, maybe I don't know, but you know, we've got a long way to go when it comes to acceptance. Long way to go. But the number one thing is, you know, deception is out there. It's at every turn. And it makes no difference whether you're a multi-million dollar athlete or, you know, the President of the United States. It doesn't make any difference. Or you could be the person that just, has a regular nine to five down the street. Deception is still deception. And when it hurts other people Go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was gonna I'll add something soon to get done. Uh when it hurts other people, then you're doing the wrong thing and you're doing it for the wrong reason. Go ahead, James, what do you got? Well, I was going to say, uh, I want to thank everyone, of course, for listening. We've got a ton of people listening right now. Uh, and I know you're going to get into some excerpts from the book. Before you do that, we did get another uh, question on the chat room from uh, Steve85. He wants to know, what is the score of the soccer game? And I'll tell you, Steve, it is one nothing Japan over the Ivory Coast. Good to know. And and I want to make sure that all our listeners know if there's something that you need to know regarding sports while we're on, 
We don't have a problem with that. We're on a sports network. We know it. We love our sports. We love our athletes. We love our people no matter, you know, where you are around the world. We're going to answer questions, whether it's it's sports-related or sex-related. You know, we're going to do what we need to do to try to make sure all our listeners are taken care of. All right. So we are going to talk about some excerpts from the book. And um, I really kind of wanted to kind of touch on a couple of different things, but my book is I'm a Ho, I'm a Ho, You a Ho Too. This is a collection of stories of people's experiences. They email them to me. They send them to me. It's all anonymous, and they're going to be in this book. They're from men. They're from women. They can be straight. They can be gay. They can be bi. They can be a menage a trois. You know, it can be, you know, a complete team. You know, it's it's your stories, whatever your stories are. So here's a story that I've got. It's, it's one of my, my stories. And the only thing we do is I use the first name and I use a city and a year, okay? And this is Mona, 1994, Dallas. It's late, and the phone rings. It's a guy named Malcolm. Malcolm dated a girlfriend that uh, I was once close with. And, you know, they had, had dated just a few times, but he dogged her really badly by telling all of their friends in their close-knit group and all the people that they knew how terrible she was in bed. Needless to say, they never hooked up again because he never contacted her again. But she was my friend. So I didn't like the fact that he had done that, let alone the fact that I heard about it. So consequently, there's an old saying, hell hath no fury. Well, I decided, since she was my friend, that I was out for a little bit of revenge on her behalf. A few months later, he started calling me. I wasn't seeing anyone regular. You know, I was seeing Joe on and off, but again, nothing committed, no big major deal. So we talked a little, and there was a lot of home talk over the phone for several weeks. And then one night, did the one thing I thought, this is it. I'm in the mood. I'm feeling it. And after several uh, shots of whiskey, I'm going to do this. So I was feeling racy, hot, horny, and he wanted to get with me, and I knew it. And he already knew that I had extremely high standards. He'd been trying to get with me for some time, but I only gave it up to men who climbed and repelled. If you go up, you must go down. While on the phone, I had my home moment and told him he could come over and that we would fuck. And we had to follow the rules, my rules, 
but they were very simple. He would come over, open the front door, walk straight to the back where the bedroom was, where I would be in bed, nude. All the lights would be off. He was not to speak or turn on the light. He was not to utter a word. About an hour later, my front door opened. I could hear someone walk in, walk through, come to my bedroom in the dark, quickly undress, and mount me, saying nothing. Moving slowly, quickly, up and down, several different directions, basically devouring me. When we were done, he got his nut, and he got up as he was instructed. He got dressed, and he left without saying a word. And that was exactly the way it was supposed to end that late night, early morning. He had a good stride, good timing, and pumped me with a ferociousness that turned me on at the time, and he gave good face. I was orgasmic a couple of times, but nothing to brag about. The intensity, you know, kind of numb, no emotion. We did not talk, moaned, but no talking. When done, he got dressed and left, as I said, as he was instructed. He called me a few times, and he always talked about that night. Called to see me again and again and again. I never did see him again. I thought about my girlfriend. She really liked him and wondered if he understood what had been done to him. Nah, I don't think he got it. But I will say that it must have been a very special night for him in his mind because it had been a secret. But it was still in his head because many years later, time at a grocery store, he, of course, asked for my number. I gave it to him but knew we would never talk because I was never going to answer his call. I got texts all the time uh, complimenting me on a night from years ago that was still locked into his memory. I believe I left him with a good memory, a sad departing, and me, that was my whole story. So, James, what do you think? What did you think of Mona? I think Mona is wrong. Well, why is she wrong? She is wrong because she should, you know, uh, you know, for... Because if a, if a, I feel like this, if a guy did that, he would be he would be wrong to a lot of people. But since she's a okay, woman, and it, was our, it was our intimate, and it was our intimate and secretive. You know, it's okay. But you know what? You know she should have she should have talked to him again. She should have let him come over and hit it again. I mean that that I, that's just my thoughts on it. I, I'd be I'd be upset if I saw her again. As I got a number, she answered the phone. I may have some choice words for her. Okay. All right. We have another story. This is Nadia. 
in Austin. And let me just say, these are stories that are sent to me. It's someone else's experience. I'm reading the story as, as if I'm, I'm in their spot, but these are their stories and they're sharing them. And if you have a story, again, all you have to do is, is send it in. If you want to send it anonymous, go to I-M-A-H-O-I-M-A-H-O.com. Amahoamaho.com. It'll take you straight to the page where you can submit an anonymous story yourself via, via email. You can just fill out the, the paperwork and, it, and send it. And done deal. All right. My boyfriend and I were getting real nasty and having fun. We had a few drinks, and I pulled out a toy that he had gifted to me. It was a five-inch vibrator with a ribbed head. It was rather tiny, slim line, and something you could literally hold in your hand. So we're having fun, and he's teasing me around the rim opening of my anal cavity. And all of a sudden, the vibrator got sucked up into my rectum. It was coming out of control. We were so into it until Dan couldn't get it out. It sounded like a lawnmower. He kept trying. It would not come out. I'm starting to freak out. This thing is inside of me, and it's making all this noise. 20 minutes later, I am screaming at him through the bathroom door. The door's locked. I'm so pissed off, and he keeps knocking on the door. Baby, open the door. I yell back, get away from the door. You're never touching me again. Go away. Now it's been an hour. I'm sitting on the toilet. I'm, this thing is still worrying, but now it's going, the batteries are running out. I can't get it out of me. Now I'm crying. You know, the slow hum of the vibrator makes my cheerful sobs sound ridiculous. And all of a sudden, it stops. It has gone from to and now it stops. And I, I stopped crying and washing my face. I have a dead vibrator stuck up my bum. Are you freaking kidding me? Really? I cannot go to an emergency room to have them take this thing out of me. I just, I, I'm thinking to myself, what am I going to do? I can't believe it. He's in the other room every five minutes or so asking me to please come out. I just, I can't face him. I don't want to see him. I'm going to hit him if I see him. I sit on the toilet and I start going through a fashion magazine. And when I tell you it was not even five minutes later that the thing just popped out, like it was tired of being stuck inside of me. I calmly pick it up, clean it off, wash it, unlock the bathroom door, walk out. My boyfriend looks at me and we fall on the floor laughing. The next time, the toy will be much longer, much larger. There will be no more little mini toys ever. 
and oh, by the way, he married me. And he said that was when he knew he was going to marry me, when the vibrator was stuck in my bed. He's my freak, and I'm his hoe. All right, James, what do you think about that one? Well, first of all, if anyone out there listening, all the thousands of people that are listening, if you have a better story than that, we'd like you to be a guest on next week's show. If you have <laughs> any story similar or better than that, we need to hear from you live. Um, my reaction to that is like, wow. I mean, that's <laughs> – I, I, I had to cover my mouth to prevent from, from just busting out laughing hysterically. And, uh-huh. uh, that's like that's 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 almost unbelievable. It's just that's just crazy. I I know it could happen. I'm sure it's happened <laughs> probably thousands of times. But wow, is all I can say for that one. <laughs> I mean, you know what? It's it's literally it's one of those things that. Whoa! All right. So here's a story that I. Uh, I got, and we're gonna going to uh, go over this one. Latanya, 2012. My 87-year-old mother married my father when she was 13. After eight children, my father died when my mother was only 30 years old. She never married again, nor had another man since my father's death. Yesterday, my mother asked me, what is a blowjob? I very politely said, Mother, it's when a woman puts her mouth on a man's private. She very sternly in her country voice said, Daughter, no, no, daughter. I want to know exactly what happens when from beginning to end, I want to know everything, everything in the middle. I want beginning to end, start to finish. You tell me everything. I want to know. I'm a little tickled, but I'm thinking, you know what? This is my mother. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to tell her this. I begin explaining exactly how to give a blowjob to my mom. When I'm done, I think this is so weird to try to explain this to my mother. Then I share this story with a friend, and she asked me, why do you think your mother wanted every detail of how to give a blowjob? And I replied, of course, quite candidly, oh, she's just curious. And then she said to me, are you sure your mother doesn't want to give a gift to a friend? I stop and think, oh, crap. My mother does have a new friend in her retirement community. Did I just tell my mom how to give him a blowjob? Did I just make my mom a blowhole? <laughs> James? Wow. Again, <laughs> anyone, any other thousands of people listening, if you have a story similar to that or can talk that, we need to hear from you live next week. Please email the show at truesextalk at gmail. Uh, dot com. Uh, you know what? She did turn her mom into a blowhole. <laughs> I mean, at eighty-one, there's no other reason to ask. 
uh, about how to do it or the intricacies that go go into it, unless you plan it's on amazing. taking that step. That's 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 incredible. All right, now here's a story I got, and listen to this one very carefully because this one totally blew me away. And I have lots of these stories, but I need more. So please, T-R-U-S-E-X-T-A-L-K, truesextalk at gmail.com. This is Ramona, and this is 1985. What am I doing? Why am I on this plane going to New York to see someone that I've never met but only spoken to? a month of phone sex, a check for $2,500, and then a check for $6,000, and now the promised $30,000 for one night. Really? What am I doing? The question is, one night of what? What am I doing? I'm excited with anticipation, and I'm scared shitless. He told me to wear a dress that flows. He told me to wear, not to wear any underwear. The dress I chose was a beautiful emerald green, and it shows my color so beautifully. The slit is high. My red-tinted hair is perfect, and I'm sitting in first class, enjoying lobster and shrimp with a glass of champagne. My carry-on has very little in it, and I will be on a return flight tomorrow morning. It all started with the wrong number. Remember, there was no caller ID, no cell phones, no pagers. A woman calling my phone accidentally, and we kind of fell into conversation. She was in California telling me about Mr. Man, Mr. Bill Man. Needless to say, it's a fake name. But he would pay for sex talk. And since she thought I had such a sexy voice, I should think about it. She kept saying, it's so simple, it's so easy, it'll be the easiest money you've ever made. The next thing I knew, I was expecting a call from some man a few days later, and after giving him my bank account information and talking to him for about an hour on a Wednesday afternoon and again on a Thursday afternoon, I checked my bank account and I have $2,500 wired to it just like that. I couldn't believe it. I was hoping how easy it was. I mean, I talked to him about what I was wearing, how I would make him feel. When he tapped me with a bored bristle brush or spanked me with a swift, quick slap across my ass, he liked it when I talked to him. His breathing was heavy and out of control. I felt a sense of power and control, and I liked it. The illusion of control is intoxicating, and I was enjoying it. The power of money, addictive, and I'm an addict for cash, and the feeling of temporary power. The plan lands at JFK, and I'm walking through the airport like I owned it. I felt my own sexiness glide across the waxed floors. I was feeling the allure of my beauty and saw the men's eyes on me surrounding me like fruit flies to a ripe mango. And I smiled because I liked it. As I'm walking, all of a sudden, a driver with his chauffeur's hat in hand asked me if my name is Ramona. I smile and say it is. 
he asked me to follow him to the bar. A man about five foot six stands up, weighing about 350 pounds, if not 450, with what looked like red spaghetti sauce stains down the front of his handmade, custom-starched white shirt. And then there were a few drops of the spaghetti sauce on his custom Armani suit. He wraps his arm around my waist as we walk and talk. Away we go in a limo. I'm smiling, as if I'm happy. But while we're walking through the airport with all eyes on us, I'm talking to myself saying, what the fuck am I doing? Fuck, play it. Play the part. Pretend you like it. We're going to a helipad. I was not aware of this. I'm getting into a helicopter. The view's lovely. Again, I am scared shitless. The adrenaline that is flowing through my body, amazing. I might be able to fly this thing just on that. What if I die? 30 grand, 30 grand, 30 grand. Please let me live. 30 grand, 30 grand. The helicopter's landing on an island. It's an island-like area. There's a lot of homes. There's still... I think we're in New Jersey, but I really don't know where we are. When we land, a limo picks us up, another 30-minute drive, and we're on the water. The house looks like a brand-new model home, like no one's ever even lived in it. Now I'm cautious, scared, excited, and disgusted all at the same time. I keep telling myself, you're not going to throw up. You're not going to throw up. It's going to be fine. Everything is okay. He asks if I want something to drink. I say no, just in case I need to run. Where am I going to run to? Where the hell am I? Go to the bedroom. I lay across the bed. He takes off his suit jacket and asks me to talk to him. I smile and tell him I'm laying here, I'm moist with anticipation, and he asks if he can tie me to a wrought iron gate in the living room. I don't know why I trust this heavy breathing, disgusting man, or why I said yes, but I did, and that was my heir. So much for the quick getaway. He was very reassuring and told me not to worry when he tied me up. Unfortunately, he tied me with a raw, rough, scratchy, very harsh rope. It scratched and cut my delicate, pale, virgin skin, but I was a good girl and I didn't complain and said yes, sir, to every question from that point on because now I really am afraid. Moments later, I was tied butt naked to the rail like a cowboy that had roped a steer. He was proud of himself. The rope was tied behind me, keeping my hands tight behind my back, and then the rope was brought up between my legs, resting right in the middle of my clitoris. And I have a very small clitoris. Lord, what have I done? What have I done? I'm trapped, and I don't know what he's going to do to me. I am tied up like an animal. I don't know what I'm going to do, and all of a sudden, I'm on my tiptoes, and right now, the rope could just slice right through me. He's breathing heavily. He's at his most excited, 
seeing me so helpless. He just wants to taunt me and, and hear me beg. I'm pleading. I'm begging for him to let me go. I really am begging. I'm pleading. I'm begging. 15, 20 minutes on my tiptoes. The rope shifts. I lose my balance. Total unconscious. I'm totally unconscious. When I wake, I'm untied. I'm lying on a bed, and towels are all around me. How long was I out? I'm bleeding pretty bad. He sent his driver to pick up some first aid materials. He then lies next to me apologizing for damn near tearing my clitoris off and opening me up with that damn rope. Comes on my leg. Sorry, bastard. I walk through the airport like I owned it. I have a check, a cashier's check for $30,000 and $500 cash in my hand. I'm on my flight. I'm not worrying about it. I have a limo waiting for me when I get back home, and as I stand curbside, there's a very well-known group named the Oak Ridge Boys standing there on the side of the curb telling me, can they give me a ride in their limo? When my limo drives up, it's brand spanking new. They smile and ask me, can they have a ride in my limo instead? I smile, tuck myself away in the back seat, pour myself a stiff drink. <clears throat> Hell, let's make it two drinks. That is the end of my host story. What's yours? All right. That's one of the stories. A little more you know, elaborate in the book, but I wanted to tone it down just a little bit for you. Remember, your stories are wanted. We'll be back next Saturday, 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. Central Standard Time. Don't forget to email us. James, any last words? Yeah. Wow, what a story to end on. <laughs> I can't wait for next week. Wow. <laughs> All right. We want to thank everyone for joining us tonight. This is True Sex Talk with Lady G, and it's been my pleasure to have you with us tonight. James, thank you. You're wonderful, as always, and we will be uh, talking to all you hoes, male and female, next week. This is Lady G. Peace, love, and satisfying sex. You can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free 
at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.